What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Moose Milk Podcast. This is episode 90. We made it to 90. I'm your host, Ryan. Just waiting for at Customs by Matthew, Mr. Matthew, to join us. But I hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody had a great week. Getting to the end of November here. And it was actually not too cold here this week, which is really nice. Because last week it was freezing. But this week, not too bad. Um, yeah, tonight we're going to talk the Andor finale and the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special that just came out yesterday on Disney+. Plus. Both of those are on Disney+. Plus. So, spoilers if you have not watched those yet. Uh, yeah, there'll be spoilers in here. But Matthew has joined us. Here we go. Mr. Matthew. What up, son? How's it going, sir? Yeah. Just being healthy and drinking a smoothie. Wow, look at you. Mm-hmm. Like a golden god. Mm-mm. It's one of the only ways I'll eat, get my veggies. Yeah, that's why I'm drinking a Coke. <laughs> Excellent. I also have a bubbly, but... Talk full of veggies in the Coke. <laughs> all that broccoli and cauliflower mm. yeah just imagine that imagine like making a smoothie with a coke and broccoli and cauliflower mm. i actually i actually do like uh i do like broccoli it's like one of the only vegetables i like i love vegetables but i just never eat them because i don't know i'm lazy and they've got steam over cocoa yeah I don't feel like that's the problem. You have to do something to that and then deal with them, which is, you know, not as easy, not as hard as like a piece of pizza. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's why I'm fat and unhealthy. Preach, preach, brother. Preach. Uh, How are you? What's new? How was your week? It was wonderful. I was off this week and uh, I just kind of like hung around and. I smoked a good amount of weed, and uh, I like just fucking did shit. I did a one one thing every day, kind of like a something that's been on my to do list that I just haven't had time to since life's been crazy for the last like five months. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it was a great week. I uh, I reorganized my closet. I kind of like took everything out, all the fixtures and stuff, and put new fixtures in so I could get more space. And then um, I kind of organized everything. I'm putting out when it'd be doing like a sale of a bunch of action figures and stuff. It's just like been sitting in a bin forever. And I'm like, I just need to get rid of this. So I priced yep. everything out and I'm going to post it tomorrow. And then I uh, finished my Secret Santa figure. I started redoing my shelves, some of my shelves, because I had a bunch of stuff to add. Um, when is your um, Secret Santa reveal? So it's finished now, it's ready to go. I. Got to drop it in the mailbox tomorrow. Uh, so it'll probably take like 10 days or something. Maybe not even eight days to get there, probably. And that's and when then, like everybody's going to start revealing shit or no? Well, Just... we've already started having stuff getting revealed. So if okay. anybody wants to follow along, basically what it is, is it's like a custom figure swap. It's big this year. It's uh, at Legendary Secret Swap. 
uh, on Instagram, and we run the Secret Santa during the well, like summer into the winter, and then we run uh, the Summer Swap, which is like a summer version, basically. So we do two a year, and this and December first is like technically the shipping due due date, but we've already had two reveals. There by Monday there'll be another two people who have their figures in hand, and then there's like seven or eight or nine even in transit by then should be so, so next like couple I, weeks we'll have a lot of stuff going on there yes yeah <laughs> so yeah so i'm excited i'm actually going to do a live stream on whip wednesday live the 14th i think it is i'm gonna have wes who runs the event with me and draven the guys who both like Draven does the summer one, and then we do the winter one. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to help Draven with the summer one this time. I think do all the social media stuff just because I'm good at it, and I can, and I yeah. stay on top of it. And it's you know it's an inconvenience if you don't if you're not already always doing that, you know. So yeah, well, the one thing I can definitely say about you is you're the most organized person I know. So. Like this week was awesome because it's like every time I had an idea, I just like prepped an Instagram post because I could just stop everything and do it because I had nothing yeah. going on. So it's like, like even right now, like if I go into my thing, I have drafts for like 10 or not 10 like posts probably that are just like all I need to do is on a rainy day just hit right publish. Right. So it's like I kind of do stuff in advance so I can just like I'm on top of it. I don't have to like stop and do it right then and there. So. I uh, I made this awesome the rock figure. That is very dope. It's not. I just kit bashed it basically. I just updated the articulation using existing parts. I did no painting or anything like that. But I like it. It's good. It was a modern rock, and I just put like a attitude era like trunks and yeah, face. yeah, so. the better version. Uh, mm. I I I a Gawa. What up? <laughs> Sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Oh yes, hello. Um, um, yeah, so I had a great, I had a great week. Oh, I also played uh, Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. I beat I it. Like it. Of, yeah, I loved it. It was so fucking fun. After it's I so beat retro. It and Casey Jones, I was like, I want to play a little bit more. So I went back and played a bunch of Casey. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I love that it's just so like SNES era like a game like i mean the graphics and like it runs better and smoother and everything yes. but like it's just straight out of that era yeah um it's like they whoever made it is like a fan of the NECA figures that i collect the tune line because yeah. it's just like there's so many things that are relevant like for when it came out to like what was out at that time right and it's just like little even little things like accessories and stuff like that i was just like oh holy shit that's very on point that's exactly what we got yeah well one, so they're probably there's probably like marketing ties that they they like did that on purpose i assume but i who knows maybe maybe yeah uh, uh well, what did you do this week you weren't on vacation so yours was less exciting uh, than mine was work is a nightmare and i've been so exhausted and fucking yeah wednesday i worked so hard that my back like totally gave out on thursday so i basically just laid around all day thursday so yeah, I read a book because I would be laying around. So I read the Hi, Zarly Zarly K. Zarly. Read the Carey book, the memoir. Oh, cool. Um, really I interesting. Was, yeah, it's really interesting if you're a Friends fan or just a Matthew Perry fan in general. Um, 
I don't want to spoil anything out of the book, but it's definitely worth a good read. And um, it gives you a lot more appreciation for friends because he was really fucked up during a lot of that show. So interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, he's lived a fucking hard life, man. It's pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, I read that and then I started watching friends again. Oh, nice. It just got me in the mood, so I started at season one, and I'm like, I don't know, 10 episodes in, maybe. Nice. That show holds up pretty fucking well, man. Like, obviously, like, I watch it, I laugh. I always get a laugh. It's not one of those ones that I watch. I, I probably can't even say I've watched all of them, but, like, yeah. every time, like, Kate really likes it, so, you know, it tends to be on in our house, so. Yeah, no, like, it. I mean, obviously, like, the wardrobes and, and styles and shit are all, yeah, like, sure. super dated, but, just, like. yeah, yeah. yeah. Generally, like, still shows still funny. The, the like, co- you know, life commentary on stuff like still holds up pretty well. Like, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't date itself into like 1993 at all. So, yeah, that's um, good. Yeah, so I enjoyed that. And then um, there's a new show on Netflix called uh, 1899. It's um, very weird. It's a German show that like. Um, it had, you can watch it with English dubs, but it, it, I would recommend watching it with subtitled in German. Um, but it's like a science fiction uh, mystery show, basically. Um, if you, if you, I, I, I'm sure you haven't watched it, but there's a show called Dark on Netflix that's like super bizarre and weird and, and all over the map and like really like mind bending stuff. Like if you love science fiction, I definitely really recommend it. Um, but you obviously have to really watch it because it's all subtitled. Right. Um, I that's fine for me because honestly, I I always have subtitles on because I'm. So why? Yeah, I I I basically, if anybody has any type of accent in a show, I'm not going to pick up 75 percent of what they're saying. So I always have subtitles yeah. on. Same here. Um, but yeah, 1899 is uh, like a, a new show from the creator of Dark, and uh, yeah, I recommend it. It's weird as shit, and you're going to have to give it a lot of time because it's I think eight episodes or I think it's eight episodes and like you're not gonna have a fucking clue of what's going on until like episode five or six. Like it's it's watching. Yeah, I, I don't think you would enjoy it just because it, it's something that you're not gonna get into right away. Like it's yeah. It's a it's a like an eight hour dive into the show, but it like ends really cool and, and it has a pretty you know, pretty rad ending once you kinda of start figuring out what's happening. So I recommend it nice. if you're into uh sci-fi shows and then i also watched uh the documentary on netflix uh pepsi where's my jet about um a guy that battled pepsi um in like the 90s because they had i don't know if you remember pepsi points in the 90s I do remember pepsi points yeah so in like i think it was like 95 um they did like a commercial where they were showing off all the pepsi things that you could get like if you saved up enough points and it was like sunglasses and a leather jacket, blah, 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 blah. And it all had a point value attached to it. Right. And then at the end of the commercial, it had a, a kid landing in a jet, like an airplane jet. And it said uh, like 8 million points. And there was no like haha joking or like disclaimer at the bottom of the thing. So a kid saved up 8 million points and handed them to Pepsi. And he's like, I want my jet. And Pepsi was like, no, you like, that's a joke. We're not doing that. And he's like, well, it doesn't say that in your commercial. That's false advertising. So it's like a whole, a whole thing about like the advertising, how and like the lawsuit that happened and Pepsi fighting it and like everything like that. But yeah, it's interesting. It was good. 
It's interesting. It, I, it, um, it kind of that kind of relates to one of the things I watched this week, uh, but I can't remember the name of it. But it was a uh, I walked in like halfway while Kate was kind of watching it, or and it's a documentary about um, the first McDonald's monopoly. Have you seen in that? Canada? I haven't seen the doc that you're talking about, but I know it was it's all fake. fake. Yeah, it was all fake. I don't know if it was necessary if it was Canada. I thought it was American, but I might might be wrong. But basically, yeah, like what happened was they they link it and find out that like it's all rigged to like set up so the people who win this money, like all these prizes, all like kind of have like loose connections to one another and like right. Yeah, I read a whole out. article about um about like yeah, it was like executives like cousins or something like winning all the shit or something right no it was uh the marketing company like the, it actually made oh the big marketing the, okay like the marketing company who set up the promotion for them actually right. rigged, rigged it so yeah man like all these like early giveaway things all seem like they're all like fucking fake as shit and like just basically made so you buy more shit yeah, the thing is for me is I've always been a like I've never really fallen for that kind of stuff in the sense that like it's a lot like the lottery, right? It's like, man, if you invest money into the lottery, of course you have good chances of winning the lottery because you're playing. But it's like you know my chances of ever winning the lottery are so slim because I never buy a lottery ticket. Like I but maybe you know buy them like once a year, maybe. My grandpa played the lottery literally every week of his life like honestly i i every time he would always have lottery tickets man and i don't think that guy ever won anything more than like 50 bucks like yeah it was never like he probably spent hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout his life on the lottery and i bet you he never won one tenth of what he spent on it right like all those things are are kind of scammy in a way where it's like yeah you have a percentage chance of winning but they're not scammy it's just it's I always look at, I always treat lottery as something where it's like, it's a chance to get something for not that much. So it's like, yeah. so it's like in that sense, it's like, I get it. You spend five bucks every week for your entire right. life for the chance that you might at one of those times rack out and get a million bucks or something totally. like that. So it's like, I, do I didn't mean scamming in like, uh, like you're no chance of winning way, but scamming oh. in a way of like, the percentage is so low like the actual chance of you win it's nil you know yeah 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 Um, it's not likely my only thing i ever really did as like a kid like that was i remember kool-aid points on the back of like kool-aid packet (laughs) yeah i remember collecting them because they had um maximum carnage for sega genesis if you collected enough points you could buy get that game and i was like dead set like i'm gonna get this fucking game man and by the time i had enough points it didn't matter because Sega Genesis yeah. didn't exist anymore and it was just <laughs> completely pointless. Yeah, I used to collect Kool-Aid points too, but I don't think I ever actually sent them in anywhere. I think I just collected them forever, like a weirdo. Same. Uh, and then probably like stuff from like magazines or comic books and stuff too. I probably did a little bit, but... Never did. Again, anyway. I don't know if I actually ever sent them in. For some reason, when I was younger, sending a letter seemed like it was like some seriously daunting shit, so... I don't think I ever did daunting to me. Now it's part of the gig for me. I, so it's nothing. I don't know if I've ever sent a letter. It just even just I I mean more like parcels nowadays, I guess, but it's the same thing. But I don't I don't think I've ever sent a parcel. Craziness. 
Who, who am I sending anything to? I don't know. I don't even know why mail still exists other than you like Amazon delivery. Last, you mailed me something last year. Yeah, but I, I didn't mail it to you. Amazon gave it to you, sent it to you. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. That was all Amazon. I guess that's a good point. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure people love hearing about our. <laughs> we go on tangents all the time. That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, I'm uh, I, I, I don't think I get, um, no, I finished, I don't know if I finished this last week or not, but I finished God of War Ragnarok. And, oh, nice, you did, and do you like it? How are you happy with that? Yeah, it's great, I, I, I wouldn't give it a perfect 10, like a lot of places gave it, like, I think the first one's a better game, better story, I'd give it a solid, like, high 8s, low 9s out of 10, like, it's very good, but, um, nice. it's not like, you know, mind-altering, it's a, more sure. of a continuation of the first game, so. Okay. But I recommend it regardless. But um, yeah, that's about it. You? Um, I watched a few things, but nothing too crazy. Uh, I went. I continued my Christmas uh, themed watching party after our show last week, and I watched the three community Christmas episodes, which was always nice. fun. Uh, and and then uh, during the week, I kind of picked up some more Always Sunny which was good, nothing too crazy. And then uh, after I watched uh, the Guardians Christmas special, I was like, I kind of want to watch Guardians 1 again. So I watched Guardians 1, and then... I had uh, the same feeling. I was like, as soon as I finished watching that, I was like, damn, I kind of want to watch Guardians 1 again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just the first one. I did, the second one was whatever, but I, the first yeah. one, I was like... First one's still good. Yeah, it's a good one. It's still one of my faves. Um, and then the last thing we watched was, and like I kind of like half watched it, but Kate watched there's this uh, documentary on HBO about Lizzo. I can't remember what it's called. Something with Lizzo's name in it, but it's pretty I good. Know. I watched it with her, and it's cool. It's, ever since we've seen her in concert, I, we were. I'm like, man, her music's super catchy, so it's just constantly in my head. Word. I couldn't name you a song by her. I know you. I you don't strike me as the Lizzo type. <laughs> couldn't tell you a song buyer. Couldn't tell you an album buyer. Couldn't tell you a picker out of a crowd. That's fair. Yeah. No. <laughs> I got a, a off topic kind of, but I uh, Our Lady Peace is coming to the casino, so I got tickets for that oh, too. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh, how much were they? Fifty-five bucks. Yeah, that's good. It's like that's fair. I'll, yeah, I'll that's spend fair. fifty bucks. Yep. So. Then I listened to all their albums again because I don't know. I was just yeah. in the mood, and yeah, man, they really went downhill after like 1999, 2000. I mean, that happens. That's yeah. the thing, especially when bands hit it big, like not right off the bat. Yeah, it's like it's hard to maintain that momentum usually because usually it's kind of like a one-off thing. Yeah, their first four albums I think fucking are incredible, and then they just completely. For me, it's just like, uh, it's like the plain white tees. I always say it's like they got popular yeah. off Hey There, Delilah, which is like nothing like any other other songs. No, and, then it's like, and I hate that song more than any fucking song in the world. I, I liked it until like the radio just destroyed it, but yeah, um, but yeah, they used to play it at work like every three hours or something like that. So I'd hear it like two, three times a night. Oh, this is like recent. Like I bet you within the last like three years they were playing that song every three hours. And I was like, every time it came on, I was ready to fucking go into the cooler and hang myself. So (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
yeah, I listen to Jimmy. I've been listening to Jimmy Eat World, Bleed America. That's fucking no, awesome. that album's so good. It's a good album for this time of year, especially. Is that your favorite album? Like, like, probably and probably yeah, yeah. I think like, I, I like Future better. I love Clarity. Yeah, I know but you like, do. Clarity is a is like Clarity is a lot like Steel Train to me. That it was like, it's very. Um, like it's important to me because of the time and like what it yeah. meant to me in the time. It's like, but like I feel like Clarity hasn't aged as well as Lead America has for me. Yeah, you, I know you would agree with that. No matter, no matter. I never liked Clarity. Like I always thought I Clarity was a really weak album. Um, I got into them off of Bleed America. Like that's when I really like yeah, started liking them. Too. And then I actually I did too. I got into them. Yeah, Bleed America. But and then my, I remember my roommate and I got my roommate got me into clarity and like one night I just kind of had like this like super trippy night. He's like, man, he's like, if you're going to do mushrooms, you should listen to clarity on your in headphones with the lights off and just like fucking enjoy it. It's like a crazy yeah. and like, man, it was fucking especially good night sky was good night sky harbor. Right. That's what it's called. Yeah. The last yeah. one. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't know because you don't even like that CD. The last song, the last song is like times. sixteen. Yeah, the last song is like sixteen minutes long. It's just like crazy, and it's like drum loops, and it's just just all yeah. kinds of crazy loops and stuff, and it's it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, so, like after Ble when Bleed America came out, I was like, oh my god, they have two other albums, and I was so excited. And then I downloaded then what Static Prevails yeah. and and the Clarity, and I was like, Ugh, I don't like this is done. No, you know I like I do like Clarity though. Yeah, and then I, I didn't even really like Futures. Head. Like I like the first half of Futures, and then I I could like once it gets kind of mellow, I was like, eh. And then I when I was dating Ashley, more now than I did then. Like when it first came out, it was one of those things that I listened to for like a couple weeks, and I was like, yeah, I'm over it. When I was with Ashley, like that was her favorite album. So oh really? Yeah, she put it on a lot, and then I just like really started liking it. I was like, oh fuck, this is really good. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So. We've been listening to that, and uh, we've been listening to uh, the second brand new album. Oh, Deja? Yeah, Deja and Thunder. Deja's so good. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's another band where I don't like their first album, but fuck, do I love the rest of their shit. I love their first album. I like so much. That's where I into brand new, though. It's like, well, see. That's, that's the thing. For me, that's usually what happens. It's like, the, the albums that are always my favorite with bands are the ones that I either get into them on or the first one that I got to be excited about. Usually those are the the ones that like, because, you know, you know, I think of bands like Newfound Glory and it's like, I love self-titled, but I still think my favorite of all time is for them is uh, Sticks, and Stones. Sticks and Stones because like that was the first one that I was able to like get amped for. Like I was yeah. like so excited for it to come out. Right. But like, by the time I was a newfound glory fan, self-titled was already out. So like I was enjoying it because I was it was great. But yeah, the first one I got to be excited for the release of was was Sticks and Stones. Same. Same. I mean, with brand new, I, I knew Jude Law in a semester abroad because it was on the radio all the time. That's what got me into them. But I, I yeah, Deja when Deja came out, I was like, Holy shit, this is fucking masterful yeah. stuff. Yeah, man. Um, it was a pretty big shift for them too, right? Stylistically oh, totally. is 
Yeah, totally. It's like a different band. So, yeah. Um, fucking A. Yeah, man. Brand new. Fucking the best. So good live. They are very good live. I'm a fan. I am a yeah. fan. All right. Uh, we should get into this because we're already almost half hour in. We are. How about that? What do you, what do you want to talk about first? Andor or? Let's talk about Andor. Let's talk about right. Andor. It was a fucking um, delight. Yeah, man. It sure was. Andor was fantastic. The ending was great. Like, the whole last episode was was awesome. I didn't want it to fucking end. Same. I I was so bummed when it was over because I was like, man, we're going to have like a year plus wait to the next season. And it's so fucking good. I think yeah. it's my... I, I think it's better than anything they've done outside of Rogue One since since Empire. Like I, I think it's like my third favorite thing of Star Wars. Yeah, man, it's definitely ranks high up there for me. I need to like, I have a hard time putting shit in a place until I go back and watch again. Like, usually I need some time away from it, and then like I'll go back and rewatch it. Because it's funny because it's things like Mandalorian season two. Like I really loved it when I watched it, but when I went back and watched it again, I didn't like it as much. Like yeah. Right. Whereas season one was the opposite. Season one I liked, and then when I went back and watched it again, I was like, man, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, I really so, do love that first season, too. Me, too. I think I think Mando season one still beats Andor for me, but, like, the thing I like about Andor is, like, I like that it's refreshing yeah. while feeling like it blends with the old. Like, And, again, like, it's it's all those firsts. It's the swearing. It's the implied sex. It's the... You know, totally. just like a more more mature tone for Star Wars, like yeah, and it's, it's like uh, it's been very enjoyable to like basically just do something we where the only familiar character is Andor of all people, like you know. What but I mean? it's like it's the tone and like just like the the tenseness of like the episodes where like you're on yeah. the edge of your seat for so much of the stuff and like the music and, and everything just the gets you so awesome. into the episode and it's like holy yeah. shit like this is this is what star wars should be like period the so thing, moving forward yeah well i mean i think there's a place for it right like the thing i kind of like about it is like i love that we're seeing like the dark side of the rebellion like i like yeah. how we've got like someone like luthan who is just like you know, no willingly, like just letting people go because, you know, they're less harmful to the cause than like losing somebody else like Saw who like has, you know, uh, knowledge that of, of Luthan maybe even that like they don't want to get out kind of thing. Right. So like, well, everybody's I, I love kind of like two faced in a way, right, where they have like their public persona and then they have this like rebel side and there's everybody's playing this like you know, cup and ball kind of game of like, who can I tell this to? Oh, got to be careful not to say this to this person and like letting only a certain amount of people in on your actual like life and like everybody's playing that same game and it's just, that's what yeah. makes it so fascinating. It's like everybody's afraid they're going to get found out but everybody's kind of in on something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like I just... I, there was a lot to like. I liked. Uh, was it? Is it Minerva? Is that her name or Mer Merva? Merva. Marva. Uh, Mar. Yeah. Okay. Whatever her name is. Anyway, but her big like, uh, like hologram at the end there, and like that whole speech was fucking fantastic. I was just like, 
Yeah, this is great. Just with like the intensity of the music behind it too, and like the the like sledgehammer thing on the on the anvil or whatever the hell it yeah, was. Like, that was dope. Fuck, man, it got me so like pumped up. I was just like, this is awesome. And her speech was just totally like you knew it was building to this like crescendo of like a, a fight scene or of some sort. And I was just like, oh man, this is awesome. It was, you know, I loved it. I, I yeah. I, I want to already like binge watch the entire series again because I was just like, this is fucking great. But I think I'm waiting until the second season is ready to come out and then I'll just binge watch it all again. Nice. I'll probably do it before that, but like just uh, yeah, I usually wait like four or five months. I I might try to push Kate to watch it because her one of her best friends is like obsessed with it, and yeah. like he keeps talking about how good it is, and she's like. She asked me, she's like, is Andor good? And I'm like, man, Andor is like the best Star Wars we've got for like... In a Other than Rogue time. One, I think it's the best best Star Wars thing since Empire. Yeah, I think I like I said, I think I like Mando better, but I like Rogue One better than I like Mando. This is pretty fucking close, to be honest. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Totally. It's... Yeah. I, I love it. I... I think honestly, if I didn't have so much nostalgia for like the original trilogy, like if it wasn't such a huge part of my childhood, I would probably say this might be like my favorite Star Wars. Yeah. 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 Well, again, because it's just like, it's a refreshing view on what we have known forever. Right. It's just, it's almost like, it's almost like uh, updated where it's like, yeah, like that, that childish shine has been like dulled down and it's now this kind of like, gritty more realistic more yeah it's mature. growing up with us yeah like it's it's pretty cool it's kind like of it's, it's kind of how i felt about harry potter honestly is like those early harry potter movies are so like kid friendly and so like yeah. kind of like flights of you know like childish whimsy or whatever and then like that shit gets so dark by the end and it's At like end, yeah it really good, you know, grows up with the kids, and like this is kind of how I feel with Star Wars. Is like we've gotten the childish Disney shit of Star Wars for so long, and this is like the yep. first super mature look at like, hey, this is something for adults. Like this is awesome. Yeah, yeah man, it's great. It's nice to nice to have. So, um, I'm trying to think, we didn't cover. What was your like favorite? Like, okay, so we always say that, like, usually the Disney Plus shows have the last episode usually is not the best episode. Usually that's, like, the, the second true. to last. Do you feel I think the this same is, way I did, about... No, I think this is the best episode. I think the yeah, finale was I, I do. phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't, I, I don't think it was the best episode, but I think it was better than the second to last. Like, to me, my favorite episode still is the... The heist? Was, was it episode six? The heist? Like, man... My palms were sweaty from the beginning Same. of that episode to the end. Like, it was just like, until we were out of there and we knew, which was like right at the end there, just like, oh yeah. my God. Like, it's yeah, I, way too close for comfort. Yeah, totally. It, it feels like this could have been broken into two seasons, like six, six, two, like two, two six episode seasons, but um, I'm so glad it wasn't. Like, I'm, I'm so glad it escaped 12 episodes because, like, Man, it, it, I, I wish it was 30 episodes. Just go on forever. Like, it, it's fucking yeah. great. Well, I read today that apparently season two is going to basically do, like, three, four-episode story arcs that take place at different points between when Andor finishes and, uh, or a year after Andor finishes to right when Rogue One starts. So, like, 
the the stories will gap so like it'll start with maybe the one that's like right after andor season one or a year after i think they said it was um and then the next one will fast forward like another like few years or five years or whatever like that and then the next one will fast forward to like right before rogue one so that makes sense yeah i hope i I hope it was like gonna be three seasons but i guess not no just two yeah I hope it ends like tying directly into Rogue One, so like you can just watch it seamlessly. Like, it'd be cool if we found out what he was talking to that guy about at the beginning of Rogue One. You know, the guy he ultimately ends up shooting, the guy they have that runs at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Be cool to know like what that was about. Like, it'd be cool to have some. I think we'll get that. I think I think they'll tie it together pretty well. Like, it seems like they're building out a lot of characters here to set them up for something in the second season. So. Um, I love that droid too. Like K two SO or the red astronaut. The red, uh, whatever yeah. I can't remember his name, but I can't either. Um, I love him. Like I, I want I Lego figure of him. <laughs> I like him too. He's cool. I wonder if he'll he's show cute. up again. He's got to show up again. His little like stutter he does is like I, I just I love him. Yeah, me too. Did you happen to catch in the one of the previous episodes or the earlier episodes where there was like a flashback to when they're all younger or whatever, when Andor was just a kid and they're escaping, and that droid doesn't have uh, uh, doesn't have the stutter at that point, like he's talking normal. It's I don't remember episode, that. Yeah, it's in uh, it's the the scene where they explain where. Andor meets his mom for like where they when they find right. him in that base, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's I think in, it was like that. It's in it's in that flashback where like they flash back to that and the droids in it and he's talking but he doesn't have a stutter. Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's B two emo. B two emo, <laughs> which I think uh, is funny. Ashoholic says maybe we can get a dash render to join the universe. Oh my god, I fucking would love that. That'd be great. <sighs> I think for sure use. I think in the comic book, the Empire would be stupid not to use, not to use uh, fucking dash. dash or something like that. Like some some bounty hunter. That'd be awesome. The thing is, is I know that in the comic books they've referenced Prince Shizor, so like that's the bad guy from um, Shadows of the Empire. So like I can imagine that it's not off the table that Dash is either coming or. You know, we may get a different backstory for him or something, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if we got Dash Render. Man, I'm so excited. I hope it's not like 2024 when we get this. I hope it's like late next year we get it. But that'd be sick. Fuck, I can't wait. I was really wondering if we might see Doctor Afra somewhere in this from the comics. That's she plays an important part in the comic book side of the like original trilogy era, like the right after the Battle of Yavin. Gotcha. Yeah. She's like a friend of Vader's who like betrays the Empire eventually and keeps betraying everybody else. You think we'll get Vader in season two? Um I I honestly hope not. I don't I know do too. We need it. Like I I just don't think we need it. Like it's kind of been nice to take a break from that. I totally agree. And, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I can't complain with Disney Vader because it seems like every time he shows up, he's ready to fuck shit up. 
So yeah. like I'm on I'm on board for that part, but I just don't like I feel like we could just get a mention of Vader or maybe we get Emperor Palpatine or something instead. Like I just don't know if we need it. That's all. I, I think the threat of the Empire is more scary than actually showing them. Like I agree. I, I, I think this show shows that. Like yeah, totally. Like just dealing with uh, Deidre or Dedra or whatever her name is, uh, like that she's scary enough. And like now to see like what happens out of the fallout of everything that happens in the finale, like with her. But like she's you know relentless and fucking unnerving when she's on screen. And it's like we don't need Vader choking out people. Like Vader's dope. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't think we need it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, and like even like the the end credit scene in this like didn't need it. I mean, I, we know that that's what it's building towards, but like it didn't add anything for me. Yeah, I I'm kind of glad they did because I was curious. So like for anybody who doesn't know, and obviously we're talking spoilers, there's an after credit scene for this where uh, they show what those things they were making in prison were. And it basically is just like piecing together the laser part of the Death Star. Uh, it kind of like zooms out and you can see that it's like the lasers being kind of built and put together and going into the Death Star. And that's what they were building in the prison there. So like, so like for me, it was cool. Like that part was cool because A, it was just an after credit and like it was kind of the first sign of like a larger universe. But like it was cool more for me because it kind of confirmed what I assumed. I kind of assumed, given the timeline and that we didn't ever find out what they were building, that they were basically yeah. doing something to enhance the Death Star or build the Death Star, like yeah. in terms of like the parts they needed or whatever, the like, framework or whatever. I just assumed that that was what it was because once they escaped, we never heard anything again, and it felt like those last two episodes were not going to be the place where they'd be like oh hey by the way i was building these things and they're like oh that's for the death star i just yeah I, yeah, yeah. I just, if, I if, it was, if it was shown I, in dialogue that would have been terrible yeah so i just kind of figured because we didn't get payoff that it had something yeah. to do with that but we now know that like a bunch of like engineers and shit didn't really die in the de in the death star explosion or whatever it was it's all droids building it well i mean they eventually all moved in there because it becomes the base of operations. Sure. I guess. But, yes. Unpaid contractors, you know? I get it. Um, gotta do what you gotta do. The Star Wars yeah, world. Gotta make your so, yeah, Overall, I fucking loved Andor. I thought it was amazing. I hope that more people, because I heard that its ratings aren't like nearly as good as any of the other Disney Plus shows, which is a, a pity because people like I said, burnout's there. real, man. They they're they're doing overkill on shows and i think I people are just like fuck it's another show that i have like fuck off give me some space yeah. i think yeah, they I should make the them thing is, the thing is is like no one's putting a gun to their head to watch it you know what i mean like no no but, but I, I think a lot of people will pick it up during the during the holidays i think now that it's all done people want to binge watch it they can do it during christmas break or whatever and it's there like um i just think they'd be smart to just make these like more special in a way like more I don't know, like more rare kind of like, okay, we're giving you like one big Star Wars show a year or, or whatever. But, um, yeah, so. but the thing is, is I, again, I get the other side where it's like, if Disney plus wants to be relevant and wants to compete with Netflix, compete with Amazon, compete with HBO, like you need to have regular content consistently. And like, yeah. 
you know that that's that's the problem right is like this is ultimately driven because they're trying to beat their competitors they're trying to be like all right you put out 10 shows a year well we put out 10 shows a year and they're all mcu and some star wars and you know what I mean? yeah and but it's like i mean a i mean we can dive into this now i guess but like there's massive rumors that they just are going to buy netflix so yeah you mentioned that that's crazy um yeah i mean i don't know if it would pass like antitrust laws and stuff like that because we got to start thinking about monopoly on the entertainment yeah. industry and so there's a lot of stuff like that that you know it may not work is, but is you can basically have like the two biggest streaming giants under one roof and they could be like now you pay 30 bucks or you miss out on everything yeah but i think like the mergers kind of have to happen like obviously it sucks that disney is going to own everything um it's not good because there's no competition but like yes I also, we got into this world of streaming because people were sick of paying for cable packages of yep. six trillion channels. You didn't watch 90% of them and yep. the packages got outrageous. And now it's just back to that. It's like, okay, well, here's eight streaming services that if you want to watch yeah, everything, you're going to pay 125 bucks a month to watch all, you know, every show. Yep. And it's like, yep. we need mergers, especially in the States, Hulu, Peacock, fucking, yeah. you know, HBO Max, fucking Disney Plus, Netflix, Aaron Prime, Plus. like yeah. Apple Plus. It's just like, all right, it's a little much, man. So I could see, yeah. totally see like Peacock going away and somebody buying it and like all these smaller ones just slowly getting picked up by these bigger ones. Um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm interested to see what happens, but like, ne- streaming is losing disney like massive amounts of money like they're not profitable at all so whether they keep pouring this amount of money into this we'll we'll, we'll see because they lost i think 1.1.5 billion dollars last quarter on on disney plus damn that's crazy yeah like it's a lot like to to well you got to think of like how high budget these shows are yeah and how many of them they're putting them out and yeah. you're not getting that kind of revenue back from 150 bucks a year for you know yeah. 20 million people or whatever like it's just not yeah. it's not possible yeah yeah that's that's a good point but Interesting we'll point see. I, I, I didn't think about that but yeah that is a really good point yeah i mean i don't know who knows there's so many rumors out there that disney's gonna buy tiktok that disney's gonna buy netflix that disney's looking at you know uh, video game companies to purchase because they don't have their own video game uh, developer that could make like Disney products. So they're looking into that. There's rumors that they want they want to buy Nintendo so that they would be another kid friendly avenue. That, that would be crazy. Imagine and then you get like Mario World and shit at Disney World and stuff. Well, that's what it, that's what they're thinking is like you could bring in a whole Mario universe into Disney oh, Disney God. World Disneyland, plus like all the games of you know like. All the like Disney movies? stuff. Yeah, well, it, movies too. Like that Mario movie that comes out next year. I mean, who knows what the quality of that's going to be, but... Yeah, hard to say. Yeah. Crazy, man. That would be fucking nuts. That would be... Uh, yeah, that'd be crazy if that happened. I don't Sorry. know. I guess, time will, I guess time will tell, but... Yeah. Um, Guardians. Guardians holiday special. I didn't. So we haven't spoken about this because I didn't know. Um, you want me to talk or do you want to talk? Yeah, you go. What did you think of Guardians? Uh, I I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I I mean I think it was corny, 
but in fairness, the corny the corniness came from the characters who were playing them. Like Drax and Mantis in particular were pretty corny to me, but like those characters are corny and I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that I loved about this. I loved like Yeah, I'll get into that when we get into it. I really I liked it, honestly. Like I've already I watched it twice. Uh it wasn't like it was what it was, but like for me it was fun and it like was Christmassy, so I like that. And and I don't know, it kind of reminded me a little bit more of like old school guardians and like I like that like family feel they have. So I loved it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, nice. I wasn't sure. I thought it was hilarious. Funny. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny too. Like I didn't find it corny at all. I, I love Drax and Mantis. I love their relationship. I love the way they like are like this couple that's not really a couple but like mantis always is yelling at drax because drax is insane and like just yeah i i I don't know i thought it was a lot of fun i i love i i was disappointed at the beginning because it started being all animated and shit i'm like oh as soon as it started animated i'm like this isn't animated is it and i'm like brian's gonna hate this I was like, the, the trailer was live action. Why are we getting a fucking animated thing? And then it obviously goes away pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, thank God. But um, yeah, like obviously it's not it's not the Guardians. I mean, like Groot's barely in it. Rocket's barely in it, you know, but Peter's barely in it. Nebula's not in it at all or very, very I think little. This is a good, I think this is a good sign, though, that's going to show you that, like, Guardians 3, like, Drax and Mantis are probably going to take a backseat pretty quick yeah. in it, and the story is going to focus on Peter, Rocket, Rocket yeah. and Nebula, and, yeah. yeah. No, totally, and, like, I love the idea of everything that Peter has told them about, like, Earth backfiring on him. Like, that, that was, to me, was the funniest part of, like, of, of Drax looking at Kevin Bacon as, like, this warrior that like has done all these like crazy things and then finding out like oh you're just a fucking actor i love i love all this i loved all the digs on actors or whatever like even at that end yeah. part where he's like where nebula's like i can't believe that all actors are pieces of shit <laughs> it's great but she's like for me she's the standout in the show like nebula or mantis the mantis like yeah i like mantis too Mantis just fucking made it. She's so funny in it. She's great. Like, I I love like the heart of her of like wanting to tell Peter that. I mean, spoilers, I guess, but it's out everywhere now that she's his sister and like. Yeah, I just I loved it. I, I thought it was really well done. I w- I wish it was longer, honestly. Yeah, me too. I liked. Uh, there was a few things in particular that I really that stood out to me the most as things I liked. I liked. Um, I loved like the the humor of like Drax and Mantis being on Earth and like thinking that they know what they're talking about, but then not like actually knowing what they're talking about, and then everyone just kind of rolls with it. So like for example, when Drax flips that cop car over and she goes and gives the candy cane, yeah, ornament to them, and she's like, "Now we're even." And yeah, I know. I'm just like, uh, yeah, okay, and then she's like. Would you say that that looks like a little man? And they're just, again, they're <laughs> That's what I was just say. like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, she, I, I think they assume that she's on massive amounts of drugs. <laughs> but I just love, like, I love that element. Like, I love, like, they were just, like, out of time, out of place. Totally. Like, and it just, like, so much of the fun to me was them 
being out of place where like the same even when she walks up to Kevin Bacon's house and Drax gets distracted by the little elf man and she's like you can't get you can't take that and she turns around she's like oh yeah they're like so easily distracted by little things and it's like even Drax just like ringing like Mantis is ringing the doorbell and then Drax just like busts through the window like he doesn't he doesn't seem as how that would be like wrong in any way like I like like when Mantis is like hey Drax do you think you could throw me over that fence and he just picks her up and just it's great um yeah no i loved all that like i i loved uh the cop shooting drax and he's just like it tickles him like it's the bullets aren't even bothering him and then like there was some real good stuff in it like at the end with the gifts and stuff oh man the gifts were fucking money man they were so good i like nebula's uh bucky arm that she gives to rocket great yeah (laughs) Bucky's arm. Um, yeah, it's so great. Like, I love that they reference so many other little things throughout the universe. And, like, I was shocked that Disney allowed them to let Kevin Bacon say Batman. That is pretty crazy. But I think I think Bruce Wayne and Batman is public domain now, though, I think. But still, you would think that Disney would want them saying, like, hey, reference yeah. DC stuff. Especially with James Gunn leaving to go do DC stuff. The thing is, is that that kind of shit makes people talk. So, and it's not like just because they say it, anything happens. It just means that now everybody's like, does that mean Batman's in the MCU? Does that mean that Bruce Wayne's part of the MCU? Does that Dude, mean that this, that's what's happening? I bet you. It would not surprise me in the least at all if Disney buys DC. It wouldn't be. The thing is, is to me, is it's, it's like I always laugh when I see the DC stars who are like, yeah, I think I could see one day Marvel doing a team up with DC, and it's like, why would they ever take the shitty name of DC on and let it smear what they've done with theirs? Like, it's exactly what things, happened with Fox, though, dude. As things go the other way, though, where we start seeing DC get better once it's under James Gunn, because like I don't have any doubt that it will get better under his. Oh, it can't get worse. Supervision. Yeah, that's what I mean. It can't get worse. So. So, yeah, but dude, so, it's, I don't know. it's exactly the way Fox and everything was, or even Sony with Spider-Man right now. It's like Sony keeps putting out these shitty Spider-Man movies, and it's like Disney wants nothing to do with your Spider-Universe. I'm sorry, but it's yeah. terrible, and they don't give a fuck. But when you when they want to use your character, then okay, it makes sense for them to do, let it be included in the MCU. But like, why would they ever be like, oh yeah, you can use Iron Man in, in your Spider-Universe? Like, it doesn't benefit well, them in any way. Well, they had, like, I remember when Venom, no. Remember when Morbius got re-released on the second time in the theater or whatever? Because everyone, so apparently in those re-released versions, they took out the Vulture after credit scene because Kevin Feige wanted to, like, really distance himself from the movie or, like, the the MCU from from that movie. And they, he made them take that out, apparently. I don't know if if that's actually true. I read that, or I heard that. I don't know. I mean, I just think like all the like, if if the MCU or Disney bought DC and then they ended up doing like an Avengers versus Justice League or whatever they wanted to do, I don't know. Like, would it would it be good? Would it be Disneyfied? Would they take like a darker material and make it very like Disney like? Who knows? But 
I think that's the only way like DC is ever like going to get really fucking like popular in the way that the MCU has. The thing is, is the DCU is set up for success right now because, like you said, they can't get worse. I mean, they could. They can't, but. How many times are you gonna redo like Superman or fucking right. like but what Batman? What like how, how many versions of Batman do you want to? I know, but what I'm saying is with with new people in control that are gonna try to like push a greater like an overarching story, like yeah. having somebody in charge of that is gonna make all the difference there. And like, I agree. I, it will help I for sure. Think that. Unless Marvel really like picks up their socks over the next like couple shows and movies and like delivers something that are like literally home run after home run after home run after home run, people are gonna start wanting change because it you already see it. Like you can see so like even just yeah. in my local friend group, like I would say where ten of us watched MCU, you know, pre-endgame, there's probably only like three or four of us now who are like really committed to it like we were before. Like but you also got to think just kind of over it and they're not happy with what they're getting. So they're like, eh, I'm out. Right. I agree with you totally. Like I, I definitely see it with my friend group too. It's like so yeah. many of my friends aren't going to see the movies anymore in theaters, like, or way later, they wait till they're on Disney plus, whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, Ant-Man and guardians are the next two. Those, both those movies is going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for, I'm more excited for guardians, but so am I. And it comes out I'm on my really birthday, excited. so that's fun. Nice. I'm really excited for Guardians. I think Guardians is so going to be... I think so Guardians is going to be huge. I think that movie's going to yeah. be fucking massive, but... I think I'm going to cry uh, my eyes out. Oh, 100%. 100%. We're both going to... Hey, what did, you, what did you think of Cosmo? Did you like Cosmo? I love Cosmo. Yeah. He was so cute. So cute. I what love Mikey Boy? What's going on? Just had a nice sesh. Love that. Um... <laughs> I don't, I, I don't even remember when Cosmo was introduced. Like, uh, Guardians. The end of Guardians 2? Or was it in? Credit. Okay. It was after It was after the collector, like, wakes up and, like, his whole place is all, like, ripped destroyed from Thanos, maybe, I think, of maybe or something. Or maybe it's implied that it's Thanos. I don't know. But then, like, you see uh howard the duck and cosmo walks by or whatever too i remember howard the duck i didn't remember cosmo at all but yeah i'm pretty sure cosmo's been in it once before i don't know it's fine like i I don't think it was needed but like i have a feeling cosmo will be a bigger part of guardians 3 yeah i think so too i liked it i thought it was good she was really cute too i I could see when she brings craglin that like fucked up all fucked up like, like monster thing or whatever rat thing, yeah. in front and he's like oh and she's just like yep, yeah i did good right <laughs> my dog would totally do that yeah that we were talking about that mikey boy j says my favorite part in the special was when rocket finally got bucky's arm it's great i gotta say i was reading an article uh yesterday about that scene with all the presents and they're talking about the significance of nebula giving rocket that gift or whatever because and they were saying like how you know people probably forget that like the relationship that rocket and nebula have being that like for five years during the blip they were the only two guardians that were left so like really had to lean on and like i i totally forgot about that and i was just like oh that's really cool yeah about that how many times he was like i'm gonna get that arm (laughs) yeah that was fun 
Yeah. I'm going to get um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I, I assume that um, Rocket and Cosmo are going to be like friends in the next movie. I just like both being animals or something. I could totally see that being like t- totally like a relationship of like Rocket trying to figure out his history and, and what, you know, what happened to him. And then like Cosmo kind of being there, like, you know, his companion kind of unless like root. Like I could totally see them shifting that away. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, speaking of Groot, I liked how excited he was to see Quill when Quill walked out and like they turned all the Christmas lights and stuff on. You know how he like yeah. peeks his head around the corner and like yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like going through puberty too, so he's like, I am Groot. Yeah. It's great. Uh, did you know uh, that Kevin Bacon uh is actually like he has like a touring band that he tours with his brother? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I read about that before the show came out. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. The music in it was good, though. It was funny. I was good. I agree. Yep. I liked it. I like how those guys pick up those instruments and start playing that song at the beginning. And Quill's yeah. like, you guys just picked those up, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I, think it was phenomenal. I, I, I liked it a lot more than... Uh, uh, Werewolf by Midnight. Like, if they're gonna keep doing these specials, like, I think keep doing them. The forty-five minutes is great. I like the time for sure. I yeah. I don't know how I'd compare it to Werewolf by Night because I really liked Werewolf by Night, but uh, sure. Like, this is just kind of di- it's just they're so different from one another, right? Yeah, just, for sure. One's like serious, and one's kind of like a joke. So, yeah, but like I think I could see them doing this like every holiday, like putting out a special and just. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. Um, It'd be fun to get one with Deadpool, and it's just Deadpool talking to the camera the whole time. That'd be great. I could see that on Valentine's Day. I oh, I could also see that. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, Valentine's Day special. Yeah, totally. Um, cool. Yes, yes. Well, I, I did. He didn't. Dankins, not to men, uh, not to derail the conversation, but did you guys watch Maverick? Yeah, I did not. Ryan. Did. I watched Top Gun Maverick right after that episode aired. Uh, that night, I think I watched it. Um, yeah, I think so. It, it, it was good. Like, I, I don't think it's, like, the best movie of the year, like, the way people are making it out to be. And, like, the fact that it's the highest grossing movie of the year, I think is outrageous. But was it, like, a great, fun Top Gun or uh, Tom Cruise action flick? Yeah, like, it was Mission Impossible combined with fighter jets. Top Cruise. Yeah, it, it's Mission Gun. Mission you know, Gun. like, I think it's way more of an American thing of being, like, so pro-military, pro, like, fighter jet, you know, America fuck yeah type thing, where I could totally see it being way more popular in the States than it is in Canada, but, like... Oh, it was Jesse. Oh, what up, Jesse? Sure. I think, uh... I think Top Gun... I haven't seen the original. I didn't watch it, but I think it was it was a fun movie. I wouldn't watch it again. Like I would I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again, but it's a fun flick. Nice. I asked Ryan if I should watch it and he said it's kinda like Mission Impossible meets what did you say? Mission Impossible with oh, but like with fighter jets or something, right? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah, yeah it's Mission and Impossible with Fighter Jets. And then I said, well, I have, I'm like, oh, maybe I should watch Mission Impossible first. And he was like, you've never seen Mission Impossible? That's co- that's coming, buddy. I, when we do another one of pick a movie for each other, I'm making you watch a Mission Impossible. 
the fact of the matter is, is I'm just not a huge action movie guy. I think that's the... But I think you would really like at least Mission Impossible 3 and 4. Like, yeah. I think the first two are boring as shit. The second one's terrible. Like, the second one's awful. I wouldn't make you sit through that. Um, I think the first one's dated and long, but, like, the third and fourth one are fucking awesome. Hmm. We're going to have to do that pretty soon because we have some a couple of week, free weeks coming up, I think, don't we? Yeah, I mean, we might end up doing the Avatar thing. Who knows? Yes, we'll wait knows. for reviews, but um, we'll have we'll definitely have like a month. I don't know, a month and a half maybe to uh, come up with different topics and stuff. So I definitely can see us doing a Mission Impossible episode or two. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to talk about the uh, that rumor that you sent me about the X Men. Um, sh- like, yeah, the shorts, special presentations. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what what it, where you saw it or whatever. But there's a rumor going around that Disney wants to do uh, introductory shorts on Disney Plus for every single character in the X Men universe, or at least the important ones that they're going to use in in the future X Men movie, where they want to do like hour long or forty five minute long, whatever shorts on on you know each individual character and introduce their their background and their history and and who they are and everything like that and like i'm so into this idea i would love that too me too i'm gonna be so down again like it'd be nice to because again what's gonna end up happening is you get to the team up part and like it's gonna feel like justice league where it's just like i know you guys who the fuck are you three (laughs) So, yeah. like, being able to do this with the core members of the team and being able to introduce everybody and give either an origin if it's necessary or some kind of pertinent background information, I think would be awesome. So, I totally Jesse, agree. I think know if we talk about it, I'll let you know when we iron it out. I'll shoot you a message. Yeah, as soon as as soon as Avatar reviews start coming out, uh, we'll look at reviews and we'll judge it off that. And then if if it's good, if it's getting good reviews, we'll do an Avatar episode and then Avatar two episode. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, no, I I I think for most people, like I I think I don't think you're going into the X Men movie and go who the fuck are these characters? Because I just think there's everybody knows most of these characters at this point. But like, hopefully they want to use some lesser known characters and kind of introduce them that way. So it's just not like a complete rehash of what we've already gotten. I, um, I know I've said this a bunch, but like, I would be more than fine with them putting Wolverine on the shelf after this next Deadpool, even though he's my favorite character. And like, I would really love to see a properly done, like original X-Men, like Cyclops, Jean, Iceman, Angel, Beast. Like to me, that would be fucking awesome. And they don't have to be kids. Like they could be just like oh. young adults or whatever. I'm I'm cool with that. Like I don't need them to be teenagers. But like it would be really really awesome if we could get like an updated version of those orig- the original five. I what totally agree. Um, I think that's actually the way I would do I agree, it. And- Mister Sinister would be a great way to kick off. Please, again, shelf Magneto right off the bat too. Totally great. Like we just. I'd be nice to get something different that we haven't got. And to be honest, I do think we will get that. I don't think they'll, I can't imagine that we'll jump into something we've done before with the MC stuff. I just can't see that happening. I think it'd be wise to have a varying 
like varying characters and different age groups. I don't think they need to all be young, but I don't think they all need to be like 22 either. Like have somebody that's yeah. in their 40s, have somebody that's in their teens. Like that totally makes sense to me. Um, because you want to build and grow out the fucking universe, and like you can't do that if everybody. Like I guess you can, but like I don't. I don't want to stick with. Yeah, like do we really want the same? I don't know. But like I would love to see Angel be a part of it, and like I would I. I don't know. Kelsey Grammer came out earlier in the week or last week and was like, "Oh, I would love to do Beast again." And I'm like, "Please, God, no!" I hated Kelsey yeah. Grammer's Beast. Not a fan myself. Yeah, I'm not a Kelsey Grammer fan at all, and like, I I do not want that Beast back. I, I would love for them to do something different with it. Yeah, I'm I'm good on that. Like, I, I even with Hugh Jackman, like I'm happy Hugh Jackman's coming back and that Ryan Reynolds finally gets to play with them because like. They've been teasing that for so long. So, like, it's like that would be the only place where I was would be okay with Hugh Jackman coming back. But, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I'm time for I, it's time for something fresh and something different. Like, I don't need to see Kelsey Grammer show up as Beast. Like, again, no. like, I'd love to see a, a Beast done right. Like, even though I like Nicholas Holt as Beast, like, I would like it. It still wasn't story. good. Yeah, yeah. All of the I totally agree with this stuff is just it's too loosely based. Like I need something yes. that more in like that brings forth like the true essence of those characters because like none of them were well done. Like they're all like built on the likeness of these characters, and it, I know that's oh. what they all are. But like at least Marvel Studios, I find, does a bit better job. Like you know, like yeah, building adapting things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, I, I mean, characters in a meaningful way. I do not want to see like another Dark Phoenix adaptation. Like, put pause on that I, shit for fifteen years. Again, again, man. Like, plant the seeds. Like, on yes. The second movie that we have and Jean's in it, and all of a sudden she has some weird outburst thing or something. Like, it doesn't That's even fine. have to be anything, and it doesn't even have to be relevant for another three or four movies. But like, yes. That's, That's what I mean. I don't want. I don't want that to be a story arc in the next like two X Men movies. Like, please, no, God, we've gotten it twice, and both times yeah. fucking Fox destroyed it. Yeah. So, just push that down the line. Like, we don't need that right now. Insane, like Sentinels and all that. Like, I would love to see Sentinels in the MCU, but like that needs to be a decade from now. It doesn't let need it, to be. Yeah. Let it let it breathe. Let it build. Give us, you know, a whole bunch of different stories that this universe has before you get into that stuff again i agree nike boy jace says if you could start phase seven what movie would you kick it off with so phase be seven being after after secret avengers or secret wars right yeah because secret yeah. wars ends phase six right yeah yeah secret wars ends phase six you say x-men i mean obviously i would love to say x-men but um, i think I think if if these shorts that we're talking about for X-Men start coming out over like the next like say 2024 2025 they start trickling these things out then I think X-Men will be at the beginning of that phase but if we get yes. zero mention of like these characters until the end of phase 6 then X-Men will not start that phase. I agree. I I mean I guess it kind of depends on how they finish up phase 6. I personally think phase 6 is going to end with a soft reboot just like in the comics where they merged a bunch of worlds together. And like basically, we got like Miles Morales in the six one six universe because they folded yep. the Ultimate Universe into it or whatever. Like, 
I think that that's ultimately what will end up happening at the end of Secret Wars is they'll do so do I. they'll you they'll use Secret Wars to basically like wipe the slate clean and be able to like tell a story without having to rely on something that's happened in the last twenty years of films. Like that's what I think will ultimately happen. So like I guess it kind of depends on where we ultimately pick things up. But you know, just in terms of being an X Men fan, like by that point, I'm gonna be ready for some X Men. Like I already am ready for X Men, but. Um, I've been asking for X-Men for fucking forever and I've been asking for a fucking Gambit movie for 22 years. So I love Gambit, but I'm not I don't love Channing Tatum as Gambit to me. No, I don't want Channing Tatum. Weird weird, uh, go. Uh, But I mean, I don't know. Gambit's definitely not the first. I feel like there's better stories that could be told than Gambit's, but from the X-Men anyway. I Uh, love Gambit. Give me Gambit. Yeah, no, you do. I like Gambit too. He's good, but um, yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, like Rogue and Mystique might be fun. Would be kind of cool. So, yeah, I, I think, I think Rogue would be like a good intro to to the universe of like a young, younger, like early twenties girl with powers. Like, I think that would totally work. I could totally start see them starting with Cyclops, even like just because he's like the leader almost of like so many things that like i could see them doing a whole cyclops origin story and, and scott summers and all that stuff like i would i would love to finally get a scott summers that's done right so no, i'm same. all on board for that so yeah um manual loco 69 said i heard that bolivar trask might appear in the marvels i could see that I'm, I'm all for them introducing characters that are going to be important down the line now that's cool by me so he also said would you guys like to see goop in the mcu uh i know who goop is but i'm not i'm not super i don't know him that well i'm not gonna here i kind of got out of reading comics uh in like the late 90s and then picked it up again like 20 years later (laughs) so and then by that point goop was around but like and I didn't really care about him, so I don't know who it is. I'm, seems like a weird character to bring in. It's kind of like a, almost like a Slimer. Like it's like, yeah, he floats around, has a big X logo on his chest. Uh, and then he said, Thoughts on Namer? Uh, I fucking loved Namer. Did you see that? Uh, there won't be a Namor Submariner movie because Universal, it's the same thing they have the issue with Hulk. Yeah, I saw that today. That's a fucking bummer. I mean, the thing is, is like, I mean, I would love to see a Namor movie, but like, where else do you put him if it's not attached to Black Panther? That's my concern. It's like, I think he's just going to show up as a mutant in some of these movies. Like, I I, I don't see them do it. I don't, to me, like, do you really need a Namor standalone movie? To me, it's like, he can be a part of a group movie and it would be fine. He doesn't need a standalone movie. Like, Hulk, I'm bummed because I would love world war hulk or i would love a standalone hulk thing and um i mean i think that's going to happen anyway because i think disney's just going to say universal here's a hundred million dollars shut the fuck up contract with that ends next year or 2024 so it's going to happen anyway so yeah yeah that Um, would be a fun take uh manuel loco says what about be stark side bad and selfish to take uh, dic- uh, dictate. D- yeah. What does that say? I can't see it. Something bad and selfish. He often takes in the comics. Would be nice to see a secretly bad Hank McCoy. 
I mean, it would be cool. I guess I it think... kind of depends on where they pick us up. And I mean, I guess they could, uh, yeah, I don't know. It'd be cool, but I think it, um, I think it can go either way. Like, I think Beast could could be, you know, obviously starting off the whole X-Men thing, but I also think, like, you could do, like, a dual, you know, he's kind of playing both sides, and he's kind of, you know, this intelligent scientist that's gonna, you know, end up fucking causing havoc for the X-Men in a future movie or whatever, like, I think there's multiple ways to play it, but I just want a different Hank McCoy. I, I hated Kelsey Grammers, and I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just want them to do something different with it, but I was never yeah, a huge Beast fan anyway, so... That's fair. I just would love to get the original team. I think it would be different and like it'd be fun to focus on mutants that normally don't get as much. I would love a good angel. Like, yeah, we've never gotten that really. I mean, he was in X three and it was terrible. So, Angel is like one of those characters that I've never been. I've never been a fan of Angel. I've never been a fan of Archangel. Anything Warren Washington or Worthington or whatever ever. Yeah, any character he was, I was never really a fan. I think <clears throat> thoughts on how Phil, they how could Thor's storyline might should end after all this Chris Hemsworth struggle. Um, I don't think he'll be back in anything for a long time. I think maybe in one of the Avengers movies he'll be back as Thor, and then that will end it. Like, yeah, I can't. I, well, he's kind of going he, through a health thing. Didn't he find out he has like, or he has he he's susceptible. Have... He's susceptible to Alzheimer's. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like basically, he has like a, a higher, like ten times higher chance than a normal person getting it. Right. Um, like I said, watch uh, Limitless if you're curious on like his thought process yeah. throughout that all, because that show really examines why he's taking a step back from acting and everything, and it's really well done. Um, I, I respect his decision. Like to me, I would do the exact same thing if, not even like health wise, but like to me, it's like. What else does he have to prove as Thor? Yeah. Like, he's done what seven movies, eight movies as Thor. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to do, to do the character anymore. He's made his fucking money. He has a beautiful yeah. family. What do you need? Well, like, step away, spend your money, enjoy your hot wife and your beautiful kids. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think he needs to be Thor anymore. But if he's contractually obligated to be like one more time or whatever, like, okay, Avengers, whatever the whatever one he's going to be in end it like have him yeah. step away have him raise his kid in the thor universe that he has after the end of uh love and thunder yeah yeah so yeah i mean i guess it, it's uh it'll be interesting to see but the thing is is even with getting a thor sequel it's like where does that fit in the current time like the current movie layout like there's just so many like it's so stacked. I know there's a couple gaps that like are kind of untitled, but like you'd assume I, that they'd be saving those for stuff that's just not yet announced or like upcoming projects, not necessarily okay. like sequels. But I mean, I guess you're eventually going to have to have room for more sequels, especially as you know well, things could continue to come. The problem out. is, right? It's like if it, we go to Thor five, I don't think it would be till Phase seven. Yeah, probably. So. Like they ha they're gonna do a Shang Chi sequel for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't think they'll do an Eternals one, but no, I don't either. Um, I don't know. Like they still got Blade coming out. They still got the Fantastic Four movie. Like there's still enough stuff that is coming out that I don't think they necessarily need to do another Thor. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I we've kind of got his story. Like, I don't know how much more you need of Thor. Like to me, it's I like agree. he's done a great job. Like, let's yep, just step away and do something different. Well, the thing is, is even if you stepped away, you wouldn't even have to say it ended. You can just say it's kind of on hold for now, right? So, like, yeah, he was out raising his kid. Everything is everything is kind of set up to be like good in his in his world. So just let it be and. Don't and they can still use him. new Asgard as like a set piece in some of these yeah, movies totally. without him, yeah. without Thor being a part of it, right? Like, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think they they have to start bringing in all these new characters that they use and start developing these characters and start stepping away from the original, you yeah, know, I five or whatever. Like, I agree. Um, I agree. Give that all time to breathe, and, and you've spent all these movies bringing in all these new people. Like, you need to develop them now. You know. Um, Manuel Loco says, personally, even if this, uh, is called multiverse saga, it's kind of hard to find any connection between these phase four movies. Um, yeah, I know we kind of have talked about, uh, talked about that in the past about how, yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's the biggest downfall of this phase to me is just like nothing feels like it, they're relevant to one another, which like, that's a big part of what I love about that about the universe is that everything has a place, even if it's just directed, like even if it's just with a mention of the blip or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I that like really adds a lot to me to that world. So to have it all feeling so segregated is a bummer. Yeah, I agree, and I I think the best part of the space is it's over. You know. <laughs> Guardians, the Guardian special ended it. We're into Phase Five now, starting with Ant Man, and I'm hoping that Phase Five is really interconnected, interweaved. It really starts bringing all this Phase Four stuff into it and making it matter. Um, the thing is, is you know, that new leadership that to happen, right? Like in Phase Four, you can tie a lot of th- or Phase Five. You can tie a lot of things from Phase Four together. And like, yeah, and you know, if they do that, then that's great. Then to me, that's very, um, you know, smart to be able to do that in retrospect. But totally. I feel like they totally. need to do something because I feel like that's the biggest weakness of phase four is everything just feels too alone. Everything just feels too to itself. So like when you get no crossover to the greater universe, it's like it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I I think I think that's what it's going to head towards is is tying back all this random stuff from Phase Four and making it worth having seen. And it's, um, yeah, I, I don't. Know. I think the new leadership at Disney's or the, the new old leadership or whatever. I think it's going to probably be, be a be a push. But um, um, I don't know. I'm in, I'm I'm always going to go see the new movies. Like I I'm excited for it and. I hope that it phase five is better than phase four. That's all I got it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful of that too. Uh, uh what Daniel do you think about the diversity says, that has taken over the movie industry, more specifically Marvel? I think it's great. Tell your stories. I I, I have no problem with it. Um I think if it's like mandated, I think it's an issue when I think directors and creators and writers need to tell the story they want to tell. And if that is a very diverse cast, that's excellent. And the more more people are, are are in things, the better. I think it only makes a product better. But you got to tell the story you want to tell. It shouldn't just be diversity for diversity's sake, you know. I agree. 
I like the change. I like the little changes and stuff like that. To me, they're good. And at the end of the day, it's funny because I never really like thought about it. I guess that's the privilege of being a white male, but um, uh, I never really thought about it too much until like I have a couple friends who have kids uh, who are not white and uh, he was kind of saying that like when his kids saw like Sam as Captain America or whatever, like how much that meant to them or whatever. Right. And I'm just like, I don't know, I guess because I don't really, everything's always been catered to me. So I've never really noticed it as much. So totally. But, but the fact that like, you know, I never even thought about it from that angle and like being able to like picture yourself in it, regardless of what color you are, regardless of what your gender or your orientation is or like, yeah, so I, mean, I think that's a really great thing. So, for sure, I, I I've never been that guy though that like puts myself in those roles. Like I'm, I've never been like, oh, because Captain America is white, I could be a Captain America. Like when I watch things, I'm generally not putting myself in the situation. I'm watching it as a piece of entertainment. Yeah, but so, I don't like, mean it as an adult as much as I mean it. As no, a, even as, as a kid, like I never. Oh, really? Like I guess as like like Power Rangers and stuff like that. Like I I played Power Rangers outside, but like I was never like. Dude, I thought I was a Power Ranger because I had a watch. Yeah, well, do 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 do. You know, but um. When I was a kid, I used to make that noise, and then I would like look around and like run around corners and be like, "What up, Zordon?" We were so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like I've never watched things thinking like, oh, I wish this character resembled my life more so that I could relate to it. Like I think I think having different characters makes you think differently about culture and about people and their different backgrounds and, and their perspectives on things and seeing a gay character or, or a black character or whatever. Like I think that only gives people more perspective on their own life. So the more diversity you have, like, great. It teaches people things that they may not have in their own neighborhoods or their own country or whatever. Like, there's a lot of places in the world where it's a very singular group of people, yeah, you know? That's a good point. So, uh, Manuel Loco said, personally, I'm Mexican. I felt so emotional and totally loved the way they turned Atlantis into a new and deep world with Neymar. So identified. Yeah, that's great, man. See, that's exactly what I mean, though, right? Is It's like, yeah. it's cool to have that recognition as a you know, uh, uh, I hate to say minority, but like, you know, when everything right. is white and like it's a minority and I was called culture. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's, it's so cool for people to be able to like appreciate that just for what it is. Like, I think it's really, it's good. I think it's a great thing. So like, I, I, uh, I'm hoping that with the next couple Spider-Man movies, like, I hope Miles Morales is a huge part of it, because I think Miles is an interesting character, and I think it gives a new perspective to Spider-Man, which we've gotten, you know, nine, eight movies of whatever. Like, we don't need more Tom Holland Spider-Man, necessarily. I think it'd be interesting to take a new take on Spider-Man. So I'd love to I see know. more. I mean, I, I'm not ready to give up Tom Holland yet, but... No, I, I but I think, think the next movie... Reason we can't have both, so... I think the next movie is totally fine to start transitioning over to like him realizing or our next couple movies, whatever it is, like him realizing that he can't do this long term or, or he doesn't want to do this forever. And like him starting to like show Miles the ropes and whatever. And like um, him wanting a life of his own with, you know, MJ or whoever. And, and I don't know, I think there's like a lot of story you can tell with that of like some of these characters realizing like, especially with 
with the way they handled Tony Stark. Like he never got to really live his happy life. And maybe Tom Holland yeah. sees that and goes like, I lost, you know, my mentor. I can be that mentor for somebody else and still get a life that I'm not going to die and lose my family on, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I, totally. Uh, Nike boy J says Marvel, in my opinion, went downhill when they started making all the Disney plush shows. It was quantity over quality. Yeah. I think that's things for in general is, quantity over quality but I, I i don't think it's necessarily because of the disney plus shows i just think they had the streaming platform that they needed content for and they were like this is how we're going to do it and this is how we're going to build it out but um do i wish there was less and everything was higher quality yeah for sure i think it's hard too because disney plus came along right at the end of like the infinity saga so it's yep. like you're using this new platform to build out a new phase and like with way more content so it's like it's already it would be more interesting to see how they would have handled disney plus during the infinity saga and how that would have worked would have been cool to like to see how you know but that's the hardest part is like because we're getting out of the infinity saga at that point it's already tough to like move on move ahead like how do you move on after end games? You know what I mean? So it's like, right. Right. You know, so, so it's got like the cards stacked against it. Really? Like it's, you're starting a new phase of a story that just lasted 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, whatever it was. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, if Disney plus was around during 2008, 2009, when they were first putting out these movies, like you can be sure that they would had really bad MCU quality shows on it. Cause I'm sure it would have been like agents of shield type stuff, you know? Um, yeah. but I, I think it takes time. Like I think they, the early Netflix shows generally weren't very great either. And they slowly figured things out and made better content. So I think this is like a learning experience for Disney is like how to put out premium quality content, how long yeah. things should be, how many episodes things should be, how the budget should be. Um, all that kind of stuff. I think it's a learning experience and I think they're finally, you know, hopefully figuring it out. I agree. Um, I think we should probably end this episode because we're almost at 90 minutes. Yes, we are. It sounds good. Okay. Um, thanks everybody for all the chat. Like this has been great. Nice little, yeah. uh, comment section going on. And I, we always appreciate that here, but, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. I don't even know what we're going to do next week, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, I have to think of something. Um, obviously, we talked about last week, too, that we'll be moving to YouTube in the new year. Just a reminder of that, that uh, in January, we'll be moving the show live show to YouTube, and it'll still be on podcast services as well. But it's an opportunity to uh, give the show a better quality video and audio, and uh, Instagram doesn't allow us to do that. So, um That'll be happening come January, but uh, for now, please follow us on Instagram at Moose Milk Media and at Customs by Matthew. Go over to our YouTube channels. Uh, subscribe there as well. What are you doing this week on Whip Wednesday? This Wednesday, I'm going to make some bendy um, cape pieces for Banshee and Warbird, the customs I'm working on. So, Very cool. Nike boy, Chase. One thing I must say, she was way better than Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I know everybody uh, hates She-Hulk, sure. but I really liked She-Hulk. I thought it was great. I didn't like the ending, but I liked everything else. The last episode was like too far for me. I was like, eh, no. There was bits of it that I thought were funny, but yeah, overall, no. 
Um, Not for me, but. but but yeah, I I actually like She Hulk. So I thought She Hulk was pretty fun. Wonderful, but it wasn't better. Wonderful. But it wasn't. But it wasn't better than Endgame. <laughs> so is X Men Origins Wolverine? X Men Origins Wolverine's the best uh, best comic book movie. So true. So yeah. true. Um. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Subscribe on podcast services and all that fun jazz. We'll be back next weekend with another episode, episode 91, and we'll figure out what we're talking about during the week and post sometime on Instagram what what, what our actual topic's going to be. But thanks, everybody, for coming by, and uh, we'll see you next weekend. Fucking A. Farewell, buddy. Peace.